Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Shaws. Today, we have the end of the terrible head. A story of Perseus. So far, Perseus has collected a number of things from gods and fairies alike. The Cap of Darkness, the Sword of Sharpness. And he's gone and killed Medusa. But his story, his tale, this particular journey is not done yet. On his way home, escaping with the Gorgon's head, he has seen a young woman tied to a rock at the high water mark. Starting next week, the Folktale Project will be on summer break for a few weeks. But don't worry, there will be stories to be shared. In fact, what I'll be doing is sharing full-length tales that we've told so far this year. I do hope that you enjoy. And now, we will meet the end of the Terrible Head. But as he looked down from the air, he saw a very strange sight, a beautiful girl chained to a stake at the high water mark of the sea. The girl was so frightened or so tired that she was only prevented from falling by the iron chain about her waist, and there she hung as if she were dead. The boy was very sorry for her, and flew down and stood beside her. When he spoke, she raised her head and looked round, but his voice only seemed to frighten her. Then he remembered that he was wearing the cap of darkness, and that she could only hear him, not see him. So he took it off, and there he stood before her, the handsomest young man she had ever seen in all her life, with short, curly yellow hair and blue eyes and a laughing face. And though he thought her the most beautiful girl in the world, so... First, with one blow of the sword of sharpness, he cut the iron chain that bound her, and then he asked her what she did there, and why men treated her so cruelly. And she told him that she was the daughter of the king of that country, and that she was tied there to be eaten by a monstrous beast out of the sea, for the beast came and devoured a girl every day. Now, the lot had fallen on her, and as she was saying this, a long, fierce head of a cruel sea creature rose out of the waves and snapped at the girl. But the beast had been too greedy and too hurried, so he missed his aim the first time. Before he could rise and bite again, the boy had whipped the terrible head out of his wallet and held it up. And when the sea beast leaped out once more, its eyes fell on the head, and instantly it was turned into a stone. And the stone beast is there on the seacoast to this day. Then the boy and the girl went to the palace of the king, her father, where everyone was weeping for her death, and they could hardly believe their eyes when they saw her come back well. And the king and queen made much of the boy and could not contain themselves for delight when they found he wanted to marry their daughter. So the two were married with the most splendid rejoicings, and when they had passed some time at court, they went home in a ship to the boy's own country for he could not carry his bride through the air. So he took the shoes of swiftness and the cap of darkness and the sword of sharpness up to a lonely place in the hills, and there he left them. And there they were found by the man and woman who had met him at home beside the sea and had helped him to start on his journey. 
When this had been done, the boy and his bride set forth for home and landed at the harbor of his native land. But whom should he meet in the very street of the town but his own mother, flying for her life from the wicked king who now wished to kill her because he found out that she would never marry him? For if she had liked the king ill before, she liked him far worse now that he had caused her son to disappear so suddenly. She did not know, of course, where the boy had gone, but thought the king had slain him secretly. So now she was running for her very life, and the wicked king was following her with a sword in his hand. Then, behold, she ran into her son's very arms. But he had only time to kiss her and step in front of her when the king struck at him with his sword. The boy caught the blow on his shield and cried to the king, I swore to bring you the terrible head and see how I keep my oath. Then he drew forth the head from his wallet, and when the king's eyes fell on it, instantly he was turned into stone, just as he stood there with his sword lifted. Now all the people rejoiced because the wicked king should rule them no longer, and they asked the boy to be their king, but he said no, he must take his mother home to his father's house. So the people chose for king the man who had been kind to his mother when first she was cast on the island in the great chest. Presently, the boy and his mother and his wife set sail for his mother's own country, from which she had been driven so unkindly. But on the way they stayed at the court of a king, and it happened that he was holding games and giving prizes to the best runners, boxers, and creek-throwers. Then the boy would try his strength with the rest. But he threw the creek so far that it went beyond what had ever been thrown before and fell in the crowd, striking a man so that he died. Now this man was no other than the father of the boy's mother, who had fled away from his own kingdom for fear his grandson should find him and kill him after all. Thus he was destroyed by his own cowardice and by chance, and thus the prophecy was fulfilled. But the boy and his wife and his mother went back to the kingdom that was theirs, and lived long and happily after all of their troubles. And that is the end of the story of Perseus. Well, the terrible head in this case. And we see things do end up well for at least our hero and his mother and his young bride. And a prophecy told at the beginning of a tale very rarely does not come true by its end. And in this case, it most certainly does. This is Dan Schultz from the Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Except for the next few weeks. But don't worry, there will be stories to be shared. In fact, what I'll be doing is sharing full-length tales that we've told so far this year. I do hope that you enjoy. As always, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>